0: For people who have runner's knee, is the common running error and the most common thing that I see when I analyze my clients on their gait videos um, and their running form videos is overstriding. And if you are overstriding, meaning when you are kicking your foot out in front of you, you're putting out that heel far out in front of your body, in front of the knee. That is landing on the ground first before your knee actually goes over your foot. So proper running form, when your foot hits the ground, your knee should be over that ankle. If you have ever asked yourself, how do I run a race injury-free or get out of the constant injury cycle, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Healthy Runner, where I will teach you how to enjoy lifelong injury-free running so you can continue getting in those mental clearing runs and even hitting PRs well into your 40s, 50s, and beyond. My name is Dr. Dwayne Scotty, avid half marathoner, coach, running physical therapist, and founder of Spark Physical Therapy Healthy Runner, where we help dedicated runners get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running with the perfect online running coach even if you have been told to stop running with an injury learn more about our signature coaching program at programs.sparkyourtraining.com make sure you subscribe to the show on apple podcast or follow the show on spotify so you don't miss the next episode thanks for joining me now on to the show Before we get into this episode, if you are looking for a nutritional advantage to increase mental focus, strength, and endurance during those runs and decrease the recovery time between those hard effort sessions, you will want to check out Perform from the Amino Company. Later on in this episode, I will tell you more about Perform and how it can help you stay focused, get harder workouts in, and improve overall recovery on your journey of becoming a stronger, faster, lifelong, injury-free runner, or you can check out the research for yourself at aminoco.com slash healthy runner. Hello, and welcome to episode 111 on the Healthy Runner podcast, where we help you get stronger, run faster, and become a lifelong, injury-free runner. I'm Dr. Dwayne Scotty. I'm a runner. I'm a physical therapist. I'm the founder owner and creator of spark healthy runner also a coach there and i'm super excited to share with you five mistakes that you're probably making to get rid of your knee pain so we got a knee here for those watching the video version of this and i'm a runner so we got runner's knee right here see what i did with that um in this episode i'm going to share with you all that i have learned about this condition through my experience of being a sports physical therapist For the last 19 years, who specializes in orthopedics and running, um, I actually did my dissertation work for my PhD on patellofemoral pain syndrome, which is runner's knee. So I am super excited to be able to share this with you today um, during this chat because this is a common mistake that um, I see a lot in a lot of runners, and it's a common reason why runners reach out to us when they need some help and they're struggling with an injury. And it's a common problem that runners who join our Healthy Runner Facebook group kind of report. So this is going to be super helpful for you if you ever get achiness in your knees, you get knee pain when you do squats, you get knee pain when you go up and down stairs, when you sit for a long period of time at your kind of desk, if you have an office job or you're on your computer all day, um, this is going to be for you. So for those of you who are new to our community, Uh, Thank you so much, first off, for being a part of our virtual community of runners, whether you're watching on our Healthy Runner Facebook group um, or on our Spark Your Training YouTube channel, or if you're listening on the podcast um, and you're crushing your run right now. So for those of you um, who really don't know much about my kind of backstory, I guess I'll share that with you first is personally, I went from being a new adult onset runner when I was 31, um, who was really constantly getting injured, even though I was a sports physical therapist for my whole career. And I really got to a point where I finally overcame the injury cycle and I'm able to run eight to 10 races per year in my forties. And most importantly, I'm able to get out there consistently to lace up my shoes and be able to you know, get in those mental clearing runs that we all n- need now more than ever. So, for example, I was able to get out there this morning and crush, you know, some five miles and felt good about it, even though it was super cold out here in Connecticut uh, this morning. But we are on the upward trend and we're looking to longer days uh, that aren't so dark and warming up Um But the reason I run, honestly, is to show up better as a husband, father, business owner, and for you guys, my running community. So if you guys are catching this replay of this video, whether or not it's in Facebook or on YouTube, can you guys do me a favor and just type in replay? Um I just want to I know a lot of people aren't going to be able to catch this live um so I want to know you know if you did catch it on the replay that'd be helpful for me to know so just type in replay for catching this on the replay and as we move along with this training even if you're watching the replay drop in any of your questions into the comment box and I will answer them and there's definitely going to be a couple of references that I'm going to be pointing you toward that's going to be super helpful for you if you're interested in this topic um, the first is really um, our ultimate guide to crushing your miles without knee pain. So we have a free ebook on this, and I'm going to actually reference that a little bit. I'll show you a little bit of what that looks like. And if you want that download, just type in download into the comment box, and I'll shoot it over to you. The other um, helpful episodes are going to be episode 33. 33. Um, going back in the archives there to where I talked about runner's knee with Steve Carmichael from the Run Buzz podcast, and then the other episode that's really going to pertain to today's talk, it's episode 75 on what is causing my knee pain with Harrison Crumb from Marathon Training for Beginners. Um, that's going to be super helpful for you. And then checking out episode 102, um, that I did with one of our coaching clients, um, Christy. So Christy shared her story, how she went from having knee pain, you know, went to all the doctors, went to all the PT that she was supposed to do, was told to stop running. And, you know, we got together, she worked with us in our, um, coaching program and she was able to build up and actually crush her first, um, marathon. So this was like super, super remarkable, her story. So I think that would be helpful for you if you are thinking that because you're in knee pain, you can't be a runner or running is bad for your knees, or you've been told to stop running, or your doctor just said, you know, don't run until your knee pain goes away. Um, You don't need to actually do all of that in order to actually still, you know, get out there and get those mental clearing runs in. So Make sure, you know, you check out the rest of this episode and, you know, check out those previous trainings that we've done, um, because I think they're going to be super helpful for you. So I am actually going to, as I am talking about these, drop these into our healthy runner Facebook group. And for those of you who aren't on Facebook group, um, or not in our Facebook community, um, you know, if you're on Facebook And or you want to create a fake account or a, you know, so people don't know it's you, but you really want to get a lot of really good running tips from our whole coaching team. Um, On a daily basis, we are posting running tips that is really helpful for your running, whether it's performance related or health related. So there's some bonus content that isn't on the podcast in there that's not on our YouTube channel. So you might want to join that and join the other, honestly, 3,000 other runners who are just like you, looking to continue to run and you know learn how to do it. We're not all experts in everything. So if you come to the Healthy Runner Facebook group, that's where you'll get all of your uh, questions answered and have one of our coaches on our team kind of reach out to you and answer your questions, as well as the other uh, like-minded folks in our community. All right. So let's get into the, today's topic. We're talking five mistakes you're making to get rid of your knee pain. The first mistake that you're making to get rid of your knee pain is going to be icing. Yes, I said it. Stop icing your knee. Stop putting the cold pack. Stop putting the uh, frozen peas on your knee after your runs or even before your runs to maybe mask the pain before you go out for a run. And the reason why I'm going to say stop icing your knee is really because of the anatomy and what is causing your knee pain. So there's really two primary causes of knee pain in runners. Uh, The first and the most common is going to be what we call runner's knee, which is literally tracking issues with your kneecap. So for those watching the video version, I'm going to point out some structures on my knee model here. So we have your knee joint, right? So this is a hinge joint. You have your femur bone, you have your tibia bone, your shin bone, and on top of that, we have this floating patella, right? That's our kneecap. So the floating patella, what causes runner's knee or knee pain in runners on the front part of your knee is the cartilage on the undersurface of that patella. So under it, if, you, if I took this kneecap right here and flipped it over, there's a lining of cartilage and that's to protect the bone, right? If that cartilage gets irritated due to tracking issues with the kneecap on the femur bone, then that can create pain. And that's what kind of creates that soreness, that achiness on the front of your knee. You cannot point to it specifically. It just feels like pain on the front of your knee. That's what I'm talking about. That is what we call runner's knee or patellofemoral pain syndrome. Now, one thing to kind of clear right, away, is that it, not, it is not necessarily just a problem at the kneecap. And all of our treatments for this do not only address the kneecap. It has been shown now through research, and we have enough evidence to suggest that it is what's going on above the kneecap, so up here at the hip area, or what's going on below the kneecap down at the foot and ankle so we call those the proximal or distal influences to what is causing your knee pain so that's what we know and that is going to help you when we think about treating now the reason i say to stop icing is because number one this problem is deep in your knee it's an irritation of the cartilage underneath the knee um underneath the kneecap itself and if your ice can even penetrate that low it's probably not going to do a whole lot. What ice is going to do here is just mask pain. um, So it can function from an analgesic perspective um, and be able to make you feel a little better. It's not going to treat anything whatsoever. Um, It's not going to help this condition. If you have an inflammatory condition, there is some evidence that ice may help. um, And there's also some recent Evidence to suggest that it may not even help. Um, So, let me show you some graphics. This is actually coming. I'm doing a little screen share uh, right now for those listening on the podcast. So, if you are not listening, um, you know, if you're not watching the video version and I'm pointing stuff out, now you know that I'm pointing stuff out on this PDF here, this document. So, this is our guide to crushing the miles without knee pain there. Um, So let me just show you kind of some graphics here which can clarify things a little bit better than what my kind of bone model just did. Here is showing the articular cartilage that surrounds the femur bone and then there's the kneecap underneath. Here are the structures. We, you know, the soft tissue structures around here are your quads and the quad tendon, and then that connects to your patellar tendon. So the patellar tendon and this is all one kind of continuous structure. Your quads control that. So the quads are going to play somewhat of an influence on tracking of this kneecap, but it is going to be more your hip muscles up top here that control what your femur bone does. And how we think about this as an analogy, your kneecap on your femur bone is almost like a train on a track. And it's not necessarily that the train is always off the track. A lot of times it's the alignment of that track or the femur bone that is the problem or the root cause of why your knee hurts. All right. So it is a matter of getting to that root cause as opposed to masking symptoms, trying to decrease some inflammation that honestly is probably too deep for your ice pack to even get to in the first place. So that's the first thing I, I'm going to talk talk to you about is just really stop icing your knee. Um I talked about some of the alignment, and this is a nice little visual here, this picture of kind of your kneecap, quote unquote, out of alignment, and then ideal alignment of your kneecap. So that's just giving you a little visual on what it really would look like and how it irritates the cartilage underneath your kneecap. Now, symptom-wise, I kind of mentioned that before. This is going to be pain that is in front of your knee and achy pain increases when you go up and down stairs with squatting, getting up from a low surface, if you sit too long, running, especially uphills, um, you might feel cracking, popping in your knee. Um, you know, that is the main cause of everything that we kind of talked about. Some other potential diagnoses are patellar tendonitis. So you can have an issue with the soft tissue, the patellar tendon, but that is going to be more pinpoint specific. Usually you can take your index finger point to this area right on the front of your knee and say, this is where it hurts. Um, that's usually going to be a classic sign of patellar tendonitis. Now, treatment wise, I, I outline all of the treatments here in this document here. So if you want that, you know, PDF, like I said, just type in download. If you're listening to this on the podcast, I will drop the link in the show notes. So make sure you check out the show notes, grab your link, grab your you know, free guide. Um, but the second mistake that I want to mention is bracing. I see this a lot. You get knee pain. You're like, all right, my knee's hurting. Let me grab it. one of those braces from CBS, Walgreens. And you're like, all right, I got to get my run in. Let me put this brace on, see if it feels better. Now, the brace is really not going to help you unless, unless, unless you are very young, you're maybe a teenager, maybe you're in your, your young twenties and you have what we call patellar instability, meaning your kneecap moves all over the place. So it's moving around way too much. Then e brace might feel good because it's stabilizing your kneecap a little bit. I have used these clinically in certain instances in, in only if I need to, meaning If we try exercises to actually strengthen the muscles around your knee and you still have pain, then we may utilize a brace. Like I said, this is very rare. And most of you listening to this, especially if you're like me in your middle age, you're in your forties or fifties, you will not need that at all. Um, So ditching the brace is going to be super helpful for you. Most clients that I've seen who use a brace. Once we get rid of the brace, their pain actually decreases. Um, and the reason for that is because now you're taking an external source in trying to control the kneecap. So that train on the track. And like I mentioned before, most of the time it is a problem with the track. So you're not really getting down to the root cause of why this person or why you are experiencing your knee pain. So stop bracing. Bracing will not help you. That is also supported within our clinical practice guidelines. So two years ago now, the um, Orthopedic Sports Association um, within our rehab field issued a clinical practice guideline kind of synthesizing all of the research that has been shown to help runner's knee um, in research, and bracing has been consistently shown to not help um, in the long-term whatsoever. So ditch the brace. That's probably the second mistake that you're making. Third mistake is going to be taping. So taping um, was very, very popular probably 10, 15 years ago. I think it's definitely becoming less popular now. And it became popular because of the Olympics, right? We all saw, you know, the, the beach volleyball players with tape on them, the kinesio tape, And what we found now, there's actually been a lot of research that has been done on kinesio tape. The biggest thing that taping helps is it reduces pain because we have a stimulus on our skin and it feels, and if you think it's going to work and it feels something on your skin, you're going to be like, I have less pain. However, we know that the direction that we tape, um, specific techniques are not going to really help and they're really going to provide perhaps a little short-term relief of pain. I have utilized taping in the past, but again, it's been super rare where I actually need to tape a runner now um, who has this condition that we're talking about of runner's knee. And it would only be in the instance of, I tried the exercises and the treatment that has been shown to actually help this condition, but symptoms are preventing us from doing it. So if symptoms are preventing you from doing your rehab-specific exercises, then that is the instance in when you should tape, all right? So kinesiotape is not going to actually get this better. Again, it's only going to make you feel less pain, but it's not going to get down to the root cause of why you have this to begin with, because as I mentioned, it is going to be those factors up at the hip or down below at the foot and ankle. So the fourth mistake that you're probably making to get rid of your knee pain is that you're probably getting new running shoes. You might be changing your heel drop. You might be um, getting a different brand of shoes. You might be um, saying, you know what, this stack height, I'm going to increase. I'm going to try those hokas that have a higher stack height. So these are all the variables that you can switch in your running shoes. But I'm going to tell you right now that um, running shoes will not change um, the knee pain that you have. And I know this is a common misconception um, within runners because we've actually studied this in our research as well in our surveys and show that the majority of you um, actually feel that your running shoes are contributing to your pain. And this has not been supported in the literature whatsoever. And anecdotally, I can tell you that all the runners that I work with and help with this condition um, all have different shoe brands, all have different stack heights, all have different heel drops. Um, so there is no right running shoe that is going to help you get over your runner's knee. Um, the biggest thing that we see um, for people who have runner's knee is the common running error and the most common thing that I see when I analyze my clients on their gait videos um, and their running form videos is overstriding. And if you are overstriding, meaning when you are kicking your foot out in front of you, you're putting out that heel far out in front of your body, in front of the knee, that is landing on the ground first before your knee actually goes over your foot. So proper running form, when your foot hits the ground, your knee should be over that ankle. So it's lined over. So if you can drop a vertical down from your knee, it should land through your ankle joint. And this is the most common um, running error that we see, especially in novice runners. So if you just started out running within the last year or two, you're still a novice. And it takes a while for us to actually improve our running form to get more economical to get more efficient in our running. So this is something that we can change with some gait retraining. And that is something that I get my clients to take shorter, quicker steps. um, And that's something that we can cue possibly landing more on your midfoot versus your heel. Now, let me just say this is heel striking versus midfoot striking has not been shown any difference in terms of the number of running related injuries, but we do know that it does change forces. So if you're looking for some short-term gains and getting rid of your knee pain, we can work on changing your running form to more of a midfoot strike pattern as opposed to a heel strike pattern. And this will transfer more weight to your foot and ankle, which can be a good thing for your knee. However, if you're not properly trained, if you're not properly strengthened in your foot and ankle, can possibly create some issues down at your foot and ankle, such as plantar fasciitis, Achilles pain, posterior tip pain. So some of the common kind of foot and ankle injuries we see in runners. So just Keep that in mind. Um, There is a risk of that happening, um, and you might be trading one injury for another. So that's why it is recommended to make that type of transition slowly. Don't make any drastic changes in your heel drop and go from like a traditional 10 or 12 millimeter uh, heel drop shoe to a zero drop ultra shoe. Um, because that's when we tend to see this sudden onset of foot and ankle injuries in runners. Um, so that is something that can be helpful um, as opposed to just saying, hey, I'm gonna get new running shoes or I'm gonna try the New Balance or I'm gonna try Saucony um, and think that's going to help your knee pain. If it is a, a function that your mileage is long after the shoe uh, you know, recommended mileage of 300 to 400 miles Per running shoe, then yes, changing you know and getting your uh, new shoes may be beneficial in decreasing some of your symptoms. Now, you know how passionate I am about strength training in order to run and that runners who don't do any strength work are more likely to suffer some of those stubborn running injuries, whether it's runner's knee, plantar fasciitis, IT band syndrome, or tendonitis. And one of the keys to becoming a healthy runner is dedicating time to strength training. However, I get it. It's hard to dedicate the time, get motivated, and have the energy to get in the strength work Whether you are going to the gym or you're working out in your basement or living room in the early mornings like I do before work or if you're doing it after work in the evening, I have been on the lookout for a truly healthy pre-workout option to help with energy and focus during my workouts and Post run that will also provide a nutritional boost so I can maximize my recovery and performance when strength training. That is why I am super pumped, literally, that I found Perform from the Amino Company. Perform is an essential amino acid based formulation that I simply add to water in my shaker bottle and have 30 minutes before my run or gym workout. It tastes great and is easy on my stomach. Perform helps improve mental focus peak strength, endurance, reduces fatigue, and increases muscle protein synthesis so you can recover faster from your runs or your strength training. I feel great since I have switched my pre workout to perform, but what I feel most happy about is that I know exactly what I am putting in my body and that it is backed by real research and science. I actually brought on one of the leaders in amino acid research, Dr. Robert Wolf, on the show during episode 92 of the podcast. If you want a deeper dive on the effects and the literature out there on amino acids, hear my chat with Dr. Wolf, as I am sure you will be as impressed as. I was learning more about essential amino acids and their effects on us as runners. There is actually an abundance of research out there documenting the efficacy of essential amino acids with over hundreds of studies demonstrating improvements in focus, performance, and recovery from those long runs and hard effort session workouts. If you're looking for a nutritional performance advantage, we've got a special offer for you where you can save 30% and get a free gift using the code HEALTHYRUNNER. Just head to Aminoco.com slash HEALTHYRUNNER. That's a M dot com HEALTHYRUNNER. And use the code HEALTHYRUNNER at checkout to save 30%. And then the fifth mistake, the most common that I do see is that thinking that, hey, your knee hurts, it's because I don't do enough flexibility training. I don't do enough stretching. I'm too tight as a runner. I don't stretch my hamstrings. That's something I hear a lot. And this is something that will not help your knee pain whatsoever. Um, The things that will get this condition better are strengthening the muscles in and around the kneecap mainly the quads, and the muscles that control that track that we talked about, the femur bone, which are your hip muscles. That is the most important thing that is going to give you the most bang for your buck and is actually going to get this condition to go away. The only thing that perhaps you may consider stretching is if your quads are super tight. Um, So if you really have tight quads, then there is a way to actually stretch your quads without getting knee pain. And if you've been one of those runners who has this condition and you grab your ankle and say, okay, I'm gonna do my quad stretch after my runs because I know I'm so to stretch after my run um, and your knee hurts, then you'll definitely wanna check out the video on how to stretch your quads on my YouTube channel. Um, if you're watching the replay of this video, just type in quad stretch into the comment box. I will shoot you that video on how to properly stretch your quads to actually get a muscle stretch at where this muscle crosses your hip joint um, and not have knee pain when you do it. So there's a better way than just grabbing your ankle. um, And it really relies on you propping your foot up on an object behind you, such as a chair, a sofa, the side of the treadmill, Um, and you can actually stretch this structure better and not have knee pain while you're doing it. So if you type that in, I'll shoot you that video on how to do that. The other, you know, structure that we talk about, and this is what I actually studied in my dissertation is, uh, iliotibial band length. And can you stretch the IT band or can you stretch the TFL muscle that's connected to it? Um, I will tell you that you really can't stretch it, um, Is there a stretch? Can you Google a stretch? IT band stretch? Yes. You might've heard of it. Um, It's when you kind of side bend over, you're standing, you're getting in for those like who have dance background, you're getting in this ballet fifth position, Um, you're side bending, reaching over. I've tried this stretch many, many years. I've tried it with many, many people. It's rare that anyone ever feels a stretch there. And truthfully, and looking at all the literature and and the structure of the IT band and how fibrous it is of a connective tissue structure, you really can't stretch it, honestly. It's not a muscle. Um, The muscle is a small muscle up at the top of your hip. So I find the most benefit is rolling the IT band um, to actually improve the extensibility So I'm going to say the extensibility of the IT band and not the length of the IT band. And if it's more extensible, then it won't pull on the kneecap as much. And that is only if your IT band is super tight to begin with, right? So if that is you, then foam rolling it. And I have a great video of this on kind of the top five muscles to foam roll um, and how to do that properly where you actually don't, If you've ever tried to foam roll your IT band and it's like killing you and you're like writhing in pain, you're like, this is torture. Like, how do people do this? I'm never doing this ever again. Um, And you just give up, then make sure you check out the video of my YouTube channel of how to actually release the fibers in the front, slightly in front of the IT band, slightly behind the IT band to cause a decompressive effect to the band itself. Um, So check out that video found a lot of success with that personally. And I've shared that with many of my clients and they enjoy it as well. And it's not as painful and it can actually have a benefit. So just to kind of recap here, guys, five mistakes that you're making to get rid of your knee pain. The first is icing it. The second is bracing it. The third is taping it. The fourth is buying new running shoes, thinking that's going to get rid of your pain. The fifth is stretching. These are the most common things I see on a day in and day out basis. So again, if you want to learn how to actually prevent runner's knee, how to prevent knee pain in runners, um, go ahead and grab your copy of the ultimate guide to crushing your miles, um, without knee pain, uh, just comment, download again. And for those watching the video version, let me do. A quick little screen share again, because I do wanna show you all that's in here. Um, as we go down, I get into the specific treatments. I have the exact videos of the exercise I actually give my clients um, of how to actually isolate the quad muscle um, without having knee pain. So if you've tried like the quad machine in the gym and you're kicking the machine up and you're like, this is painful for my knee, I'm not gonna do it. There is a way you can strengthen your quads without it being painful. The hip strengthening exercise that I mentioned before, Clamshells, but we have to progress to standing. When we run, we're standing on one leg. You can't only do clamshells lying on a table. If you've ever been to PT, and you know you've just been thrown in a corner and an aide's taking you through, you know, 15 feels like 15 exercise. Or you're doing exercise for like 15 minutes on a table, and then maybe you ride the bike, and then maybe they slap some E-stim or an ice pack or a hot pack on your knee. That is not going to actually get you back to running. That may make you feel better in the short term, but when you start increasing those mileage um, miles again, or you start running faster, you start training for a half marathon, you start training for a marathon, your pain is going to come back because you haven't addressed the root cause of the problem and you haven't trained those muscles to actually function like it does when you run. So there's a little kind of thing about taping here. Um, and then I get into prevention. So kind of getting into what are the exercises that are going to help prevent it? Um, and then really getting into the blueprint, right? So the SPARK blueprint is really that five tips to run stronger and faster and enjoy lifelong injury-free running. A lot of those principles in the blueprint, a lot of the exercise we talk about in the blueprint are actually going to help your runner's knee. This is one of the conditions that it's very rare honestly, that you need a lot of hands-on treatment, what we call manual therapy. And I'll be the first to tell you that. Um, This is one of those conditions that does get better with the specific exercises. So if you are someone who's struggling with this condition and you haven't found the answers yet, Google has not helped you. Your local PT hasn't helped you. They don't understand that you're a runner. They don't understand that you need to actually run for your mental health and you just can't stop for four to six weeks. And I'm here to tell you, you don't need to stop running whatsoever for this condition. I seriously don't think I've ever had a runner who has runner's knee or patellofemoral pain that I actually shut them down ever. Maybe I brought back their mileage a little bit, but once you actually get down to the root cause and you address it, you can actually stay running and actually get out of pain. So if that is something that you want to do, you're busy, you don't have time to go to PT like three times a week, like your doctor's telling you, and you actually want to get the clarity and focus you need to kind of get back to running without pain, that's exactly what we do in our Healthy Runner Spark Back coaching program where I am your running physio and running coach all in one and it really starts with us doing a run body performance assessment so i'm going to look at your running mechanics because i alluded to one error that we talked about before is kind of overstriding. Um, i'm going to analyze that i'm going to look at your running form i'm going to look at your movement patterns and see how are you squatting can you stand on one leg can you do a single leg squat right how is your ankle mobility um we're going to look at how strong you are your flexibility and then really look at your current like training points because most times it isn't the physical elements that people get this condition but it's usually training errors and it's you know either ramping up mileage too fast running too fast running your easy runs too fast so like these are all things that we talk about and we analyze um And in this program, I really take you through four distinct phases. Phase one is we're going to restore your normal movement patterns. So you're actually, you know, moving and your body's functioning like a human again. Um, And you'll be surprised that our bodies get out of whack, um, whether or not it is stress-related, injury-related, pain-related. You know, like I was away at a conference uh, two weeks ago and all of the sitting I did, being in a plane for a long period of time, right? Things happen or things shift our body gets out of whack, we get like different muscles that get guarded. um, And sometimes we just need to restore. And that's what we do in phase one. Phase two, we rebuild your body, the capacity again to actually run. um, And so you're stronger for running. Phase three is really the retraining phase, where we really retrain your body to be a better, more efficient runner, so it doesn't break down again. And then phase four, we get you to crush it. So level performance. So whether it is a race that you have on your calendar, um, whether or not you're training for a half marathon, whether you're training for a full marathon, um, that's really what we get you to doing. And I, that might even be hard thinking that you have this knee pain right now. And if you're saying to yourself like, oh, that sounds too good to be true. Like, don't just take it from me, like hear from our clients who have been through our Healthy Runner coaching program before, um, check out episode 102. We did a deep dive interview with Christy, um, one of our coaching clients who went through, she was told to stop running. She you know, got the MRI. She was told that, hey, there's probably, you know, or the MRI in her case was clean, but I see many clients that get an x-ray and say, oh, you have beginning stages of arthritis and you know, maybe you shouldn't run or maybe you need to take it easy with running or maybe you, know, you shouldn't be a runner. So these are common things that, you know, our clients are told before they start working with us. And then they go on to actually get stronger, feel confident again, and be able to crush, you know, a first marathon like Christy did in her case. So check out, you know, Christy's story. I think that would be super uh, powerful and just inspiring to know that there are answers and there is a way that you can actually stay doing the thing you love, which is running and, you know, continue pounding the pavement. So if you want to learn more about what it would look like for us to work together um, and even to see if you're a good fit, honestly, because I want to make sure that you're a good fit for um, our program. And, you know, let's jump on a strategy call. This is a low pressure call. I'll really ask you questions and see if you are a good fit. And if I can help you, then I'll let you know what it would look like for us to work together if I can't. I'm going to point you in the right direction. I'm going to give you the best recommendations you need. Um, you know whether it is referring you to a local, you know, clinician. I've done that before. telling giving people specific exercises like, hey, you need to do these first before you're even ready, or you know, if it's really not a good fit for you. But what we provide you is one-on-one clarity, focus, support, accountability uh, to get the answers you need to do and get rid of this knee pain and continue running. So keep you running the whole time where you don't have to stop running. So if you're interested in learning more, head to programs.sparkyourtraining.com and learn more about our program right there. Um, if you are, you know, have questions, reach out to me, send me a message, I'll be happy to answer them. Shoot me a direct email, duane, D-U-A-N-E at sparkyourtraining.com and I will answer that for you. Um, this has been great. Hopefully I know this was a quick one, but I just wanted to share these five tips with you because I keep getting these a lot. Um, and I hear this a lot from runners out there. So I really needed to share these misconceptions, these five mistakes, and I hope you learned something from this. If you did, let me know what new information you learned from this episode. And if it was helpful for you and you think this is helpful to help someone else that you know in your running community, um, do me a favor, just copy the link, whether you're watching on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast, just like hit that share, copy link, shoot it to them in a text, email, put it on your social media, uh, just so we can get this information out in front of more runners and be able to help them doing what we love to do. And that is run. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this. Um, I appreciate you guys. Remember, every week we go live within our Healthy Runner Facebook group doing live trainings just like this, um, not only on injuries, most of our trainings are actually on nutrition, on performance, on how to you know, prepare for a race, how to recover from a race. So we have tons of trainings on the podcast, on our YouTube channel, on those topics. If you're looking for what's next, go to our Healthy Runner Facebook group and, find, and hit the events tab you'll learn what we have coming up in the near future. And you can always join those live, join the conversation, get your questions answered. Thank you again, guys. Remember, as always, let's stay active, let's stay healthy, and let's just keep on running. Until next time. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here's four ways I can help you grow as a runner for free. One, Grab a free copy of my Spark Blueprint at programs.sparkyourtraining.com. Two, follow my Instagram page at sparkyourtraining. Three, join my free group by searching Healthy Runner in Facebook. Four, subscribe to my YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash sparkyourtraining. Five, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more influential runners and bring those lessons back to you here don't forget hit the subscribe button on apple podcast or the follow button on spotify so you don't miss the next episode of healthy runner to help you get stronger faster so you can enjoy lifelong injury free running lastly if you are ready to invest in becoming a lifelong injury free runner and want one-on-one structure accountability and support from our healthy runner coaching team Check out the -the behind-the-scenes video tour of our coaching program and the stories from many of our athletes who are struggling with the same sticking points that you are right now. Just head to programs.sparkyourtraining.com forward slash coaching. Thank you again, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart that I appreciate you for listening. Now go and crush your run today.